Hello, I'm Katrina Domingo. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. The British government confident that it could get its Brexit deal approved in Parliament. British Foreign Minister Dominic Raab says Johnson's new deal is the best shot at getting Brexit done. Some opposition Labour lawmakers have expressed support for the deal, but the Northern Irish Democratic Unionist Party is expected to oppose it. The British Parliament will sit for a special session Saturday to vote on the agreement. We're confident we can get this deal through. You're it's a strong deal. We're confident we can get this through. Ultimately, MPs will have to take their judgment call, but we can focus minds by showing that this is a good deal. It's better than what went before. gives effect to the referendum for those who campaign for Brexit. It avoids a no-deal Brexit, and it protects Northern Ireland. It allows us to turn the page. It allows us to turn the page with our EU friends and partners and get off the rancorous divorce bit of Brexit and onto the positive of the future relationship. And I think it will lift a cloud over our politics now, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is set to hold a cabinet meeting ahead of the landmark vote. His spokesperson says if the Brexit deal is approved, a bill to implement it could begin legislative process as early as Monday, October 21st. The UK is set to leave the EU on October 31st. Now, China's economic growth slows in the third quarter to its slowest in nearly 28 years. Among the reasons cited for the slowdown, China's prolonged trade dispute with the U.S. Ron Cruz tells us more. China's economy taking a major blow because of its protracted trade war with the U.S. Beijing's economic growth slows to 6% in the third quarter, the country's weakest pace in almost three decades. The slowdown was also attributed to credit tightening. Last week, U.S. President Donald Trump boosted optimism surrounding the trade row after announcing a partial agreement has been reached. China's National Statistics Bureau sees this as a welcome development, saying it could bring about positive changes to the country's economy. China-U.S. trade talks have achieved a phased outcome. This is a good thing. It is a positive for both Chinese and U.S. markets. It is also a good signal to the world. The global economy and trade are developing towards being less protectionist and being more open. The world's economy, including China's, will have better development. Still, China is reiterating its call for the U.S. to remove new tariffs in order for the two countries to reach a final agreement on trade. The latest round of trade talks between the world's two largest economies ended late last week in Washington, D.C. After the meeting, the U.S. said it would suspend a tariff increase on Chinese goods that were supposed to take effect Tuesday this week. But plans for another hike on December 15th remain in place. Despite uncertainties on the partial U.S.-China trade agreement, the International Monetary Fund sees signs of a de-escalation in trade tensions between the economic giants. The IMC now calls on the world's two largest economies to work toward a lasting trade peace. Uh, I was encouraged by last week's announcements from the U.S. and China. Our meetings this week are an opportunity for all parties to make progress in moving from a trade truce to a trade peace. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. Second. Now, China's weakening growth also making its presence felt here at home as the PSE index closes in the red. But as Michelle Ong tells us, the shock was not enough to break the bourse's weekly winning streak.
Most Asian markets dragged by weaker-than-expected growth numbers from China and the Philippines was no exception. While the PSE index fell for the day, it still managed to post a second weekly gain. Investors are cautiously optimistic. Um, there is this, you know, conventional thought that the, the last two months or in fact the fourth quarter is always a good quarter because of the Christmas season. Even though the market has regained some of its footing, uh, value turnover, volumes have not really returned. Sadly, investors really haven't been trading on fundamentals. Uh, what I've been seeing over the last six months or even more than that is investors have been focusing on the general sentiment mm -hmm. and the global sentiment right now on equities or in capital markets in general is just, just really, really dire. I've been talking about this congestion area between 7,750 and 7,920 and it's been sitting in that, in that area for, for a couple months now. In corporate stories, more public companies raising to raise money to take advantage of falling interest rates and fresh liquidity. After raising 15 billion pesos from the IPO of its home furnishing unit, the Villar Group is looking to raise another 500 million pesos from additional corporate notes due 2024. While the banking arm of the Rabisco Group, Asia United Bank, is raising 3 billion pesos from fixed rate bonds. In other news, more shakeup as FTSE Russell announced semi-annual review changes to the FTSE Value Stocks ASEAN Index effective Monday, October 21. Getting booted out, BPI, Security Bank, DMCI, and the Lushutan Group. While joining the FTSE Index are ICTSI, Metro Pacific, and Megaworld. Foreign inflows have been really slow. Uh, I don't think uh, we're going to see this market sustain or rally uh, rally strongly anytime soon. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The Philippines' balance of payments position posts one of its smallest surpluses this year at 38 million U.S. dollars. However, data from the Philippine Central Bank shows this is still higher than the almost $3 billion deficit recorded in the same month during 2018. The first nine months of this year also produced a BOP surplus of $5.57 billion, more than a complete reversal of the $5.14 billion deficit last year. Now, the central bank attributes September's surplus to its income from investments abroad and the national government's foreign currency deposits. But government payments for forex obligations tempered these inflows. The National Economic and Development Authority is confident short-term challenges will not derail the country's so-called Ambition 2040. Now, the Undersecretary Mike De La Rosa explains the country's strong fundamentals will allow it to weather temporary headwinds like the looming global recession and the U.S.-China trade war. What's more crucial, he says, is that future administrations should buy in on the vision to continue the reforms initiated by the previous government. The development uh, program has to straddle different administrations because you, you cannot accomplish big ticket projects in just six years. So we, we hope that uh, all uh, forthcoming future administration will buy in to this ambition. Ambition 2040 is the government's 25-year vision launched in 2016. The goal? To have a predominantly middle-class population with per capita income of $11,000 and annual GDP growth of 6.5%. 
The Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP, set to be finalized this year and signed in early 2020. Philippine Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez says 20 out of 25 chapters of the deal are done and a report will be presented during the third RCEP Leaders Summit in November. The five remaining chapters, which include rules of trade remedies and e-commerce, are expected to be ironed out this month. Lopez points out, though, with all RCEP parties pushing for their respective interests, negotiations may still hit some minor deadlock. RCEP covers 16 countries, including all ASEAN nations, which accounts for about 30% of the global GDP. Once a final deal is reached, the Philippines is expected to, vent to benefit from lower trade barriers and increased market access to its 15 partner countries. The Philippines and India is strengthening bilateral ties as Indian President Ramnath Govind kicks off his five-day visit in Manila. The two world leaders signed four agreements of cooperation on tourism, science and technology, maritime concerns and culture. Economic ties between the two nations also seem to further evolve with India expressing interest to invest in the infrastructure development and defense modernization of the Philippines. The Indian leader also invited President Duterte to visit New Delhi for a second time. I believe that the time has come for the Philippines-India relationship to reach an altogether new level of engagement. I once again thank President Duterte for his warmth and hospitality, and I cordially invite you, Excellency, to visit India at a mutually convenient date. India is a natural partner of the Philippines. Enhancing our relations is therefore timely as it is necessary. The Philippines ready to facilitate more Indian investments into the local pharmaceutical sector. That's among the cited major areas of cooperation following a series of trade consultations between the Philippines and India. Bruce Rodriguez with the full story. Excellencies. As Manila welcomes the President of India, Ramnath Kovind, a part of his delegation got down to business, holding a series of consultations with top local officials Friday. The local pharmaceutical sector topped the list of possible areas of cooperation between businesses in India and the Philippines, which is seen helping make the Duterte administration's plan to bring down medicine costs a reality. Philippine Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez also took part in the signing of a Memorandum of Understanding between the Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry in Manila and New Delhi. Lopez says the Philippine government is willing to offer incentives to farmers that will set up shop in the country. Our future SIPP, so kasama dyan yung mga innovations and inventions. Masasama siya sa list and therefore will be given extra incentives. That will be aligned to sa Sitira format. Aside from the incentives, government is also streamlining the application process of selling Indian-made medicines in the Philippines. Currently, it takes up to three years before an Indian-made medicine can get approval to be sold in the country. Rex Daryanani, president of the Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry Philippines, reveals Indian investors are also excited about investing in healthcare, agribusiness, and technology in the Philippines. 
The reason we're very excited about this MOU is you're going to have uh, two two business chambers who are part, who play an integral part of their respective private sectors. We'll be connecting our secretariats, we'll be connecting our officers. More trips will happen. We see more delegations happening, and uh, and at the end of the day, with that happening, business will surely follow. Officials from the Philippine Health and Agriculture Departments also assured the Indian businessmen that their offices are open for collaboration and to help in making incentives available for eligible investors. In terms of science and technology, Secretary Fortunato de la Peña expressed willingness to cooperate with India in data sciences and analytics in the field of business process outsourcing. After Friday's business consultations, the Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry Philippines says the sky is the limit on how fast trade ties between Manila and New Delhi can grow. More business events are in store ahead amid the visit of Indian President Ramnath Kovind here in Manila. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. And before we go, the Catholic Church is joining the digital revolution with the launch of an electronic rosary. Like a traditional rosary, the techie gadget features beads and can be worn as a bracelet. But this techie version has a motion sensor which tracks your progress through the special prayer. It is activated by making the sign of the cross and can be connected to the Click to Pray app which also offers audiovisual tools to guide your quiet time. Designed to pull in tech-savvy youngsters to pray, the water-resistant e-rosary retails at $109. And that's Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive contents of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.